Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi guys, we are back. We are back. Bienvenido. We are back. Bienvenido. Hey, hey, hey. Guys, what did you think of the She Heals series episodes one and two for episodes 12 and 13? I had such an amazing time interviewing those two women. We vibed before, we vibed after, we had so much laughter afterwards. It was crazy, but that's what happens when women get together. But anyways, just wanted to put out there if you know, um, if you liked it, if you're planning to pick up the book, um, February 1st in Manhattan, they are having um, an event from 2 to 4 p.m. So go on my IG page so you can get more information. I will definitely be there to support these women and meet the rest of the beautiful authors of the She Heals Project. I'm like so excited to be there. But let's jump right in to the next segment episode, what we're going to talk about. So today we're going to discuss intergenerational transmission of pain and trauma. You're like, wait, what the, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. We're going to keep the conversation going because we talked about trauma and I know I've shared different points and perspectives of my own healing journey with trauma, but this is different. We're going to go way back and we're going to look at our ancestors and what's been transferred along to us. And I think what inspired me to do this is I had recently done the 23andMe um, genetic thing to just kind of check my health and my um, ancestors. And um, as I've been pondering like daily or when I go back to the app and just look like, where did my family come from? You know, my great, 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 great grandparents, you know, from Africa. And what was that like? And from Europe, um, and Native American, I'm just, you know, filled with so many questions. It's like you you get the answers as like, where did I come from? But now it's like, I got more questions. I have more to think about and ponder. Like, who were these people? Who do I look like? It's, you know, if you've seen people put um, pictures of your ancestors from way back then and pictures of your presence, there's always that kind of resemblance. But Um, What is intergenerational transmission of trauma? It is trauma that can be passed down through generations. The trauma can leave a chemical imprint into your brain, um, but it's not genetic. It's epigenetic. So let's really talk about it. Um, When we think about what we've experienced, what our families have experienced, and you start looking at them, and I touched on that in one of the episodes where it's like, what happened to you? Um, instead of what's wrong with you, right? So let's think back and reflect on our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles, your parents, your siblings. You look at that family drama, all that bochincha that keeps happening and happening and happening and happening. It just seems to be like an endless cycle or that people make excuses for sexual abuse. People make excuses for alcoholism, for substance abuse, for people stealing, for people living with family members all the time, the lights not being on, you know, think about it. Um, or better yet, why don't you think about the stories you've heard about your ancestors and start connecting the dots? And that's something that I've definitely done and sat and, um, when my grandmother was alive, asked, I made sure I asked her so many questions to start kind of connecting the dots as to who am I and where do I come from? 
So in asking your elders, asking, you know, family members of my in-laws, et cetera, you want to know deep down what's really going on. It's like they're telling you these stories and they're laughing about it, but it's really the tea. It's some tea, tea. So I think about when I was in DR and they were telling me a story about an aunt of mine who, you know, grabbed my brother and was like, let's just go. And he's, you know, he's young. He's there in DR. He's walking, walking with her and she has a machete with him and he doesn't know where the hell they're going. He's thinking they're going up to La Loma, which is like up in the mountains, you know, probably get some food or whatever. He don't know. He know that auntie was out there to go machete her husband for being with another woman. Right. Then you hear another story about grandmommy and her popping out machetes to my grandpa. So you like anger here, anger there. Huh. You start thinking about your other aunts and, and things that they've experienced. And you're just like connecting the pieces like, oh, really? Ha, 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 that happened. Oh, maybe that's why I get a little mad, mad. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Or if you hear about, oh, so-and-so loves to drink. And you're like, tu sabes or not. Or this one likes to drink. And then you start looking at the kids like, Yo, so you really like to sip, sip? Like, so you you going extra hard on that bottle. Like, that bottle just, it just finished. You going for another one? You not, you not done yet? Oh, your liver must be good to you. You think about that, right? Mm-hmm. Then you think about, hmm, alcoholism. And then you hear about so-and-so was in the hospital to get their head checked. Or better yet, I had um, in my childhood a cousin of mine who jumped off the sixth floor of a roof and that was traumatic just to hear and you think about it like oh my god what happened to her at that time then you hear about another story of another cousin who's attempted suicide then you hear about so-and-so wasn't checked into the hospital to check their head or so-and-so is just not doing right then you look at you know I have a, a sibling who has schizoaffective disorder you're just like hmm mental illness so the stories and the list of stuff can go on and on and on. And you sit in there, you know, kind of laughing because they'll tell it to you like a joke, like somebody did something You in the back of your head, especially if you're woke or you're a clinician or something, you just think you're like, oh, 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 damn. So now what happens when some of these stories start hitting closer to home? You notice your parents, your siblings, or yourself, or your kids with some of these similarities, right? So you look at, when we talk about intergenerational trauma, um, I think I touched base one time that my grandmother was used to work in a field when she was like 12 in a farm, and whenever you would try to touch her, hug her, she would like jump. She's just not good so much with affection. My mom, it took her some time to get used to affection. And now she's open and receptive to it. And I talked about in the other previous episodes about, you know, my mom always being in bed with migraines and what that kind of looked like for depression or just like hysteria when it comes to incidents or situations happening where it's just like, ay, Dios mío, you know, like Latinos, we just extra with it when something happens. And I look at my reactions to things or with my son or if I'm in bed a little extra or if I'm feeling anxious that I'm just like, okay, I'm paying attention to this. I'm really paying attention to this. And now you're suddenly like, yo, what's up with my ancestors? They had some issues and now I'm fucked. You know, that's just how you think, right? 
but let's not. You're actually not. You're not screwed over. You're not fucked. You're not in a situation where you think that this is the end of it for you. You're not. What's beautiful, you know, I always have to talk about the beauty and things, right? Is that you're asking questions and you're trying to find out what's going on. And that's important. Remember that what happened to you versus what was wrong with me as I touched base on it, that's important. And where where this is and where your compassion hat goes up is important. Like how much compassion do you have for your family members, for yourself, um, in understanding and comprehending and not easily being triggered and angered and being like, oh, this thing always happens to me, right? So when you understand what's happened, you have to kind of let go of old beliefs so that you're not stuck. You have to move from a place of being stuck and complacent into a move in, into an area of where you're growing, right? So when you start noticing patterns of whatever happened in your ancestors, you know, address them. Pray for your ancestors. We think about slavery and we think about, and it's so much deeper rooted and that's Definitely a different topic to discuss, but we think about um, mass incarcerations and we think about what mass incarceration of the mind is, not even being in an actual jail cell, but mass incarceration of the mind and how um, slavery has enslaved us in our mind and what we think we are capable of or can't be capable of or remaining in the same neighborhoods, remaining doing the same things over and over and over and over. Think about our ancestors. And that enslavement and what they've experienced and what, what's what gone on to, through them or what's happened to them, right? Um, pray for them. Pray for your ancestors. We think about generational curses when and people who are spiritual talk about we have to pray for generational curses. This is part of it. This is like... You see now the similarities. Generational curses is not just the curses of the curse of alcoholism. We have to talk about the trauma behind that, the trauma behind those behaviors that have led to it. You have to kind of sit and um, ask yourself those questions, put puzzle pieces together, but definitely pray, meditate, whatever it is that you spiritually do for your ancestors, right? You got to start working on you, working on, okay, so I realized in my childhood that the anxiety and, and what things don't work for me and what things don't work for me that my mom does um, and that being hyper um, nervous, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my soul because it just does something to me. And so I have to be conscious when something major is going on to take a step back and breathe and know that, you know, I can't, I can't handle everything at this moment. Not for me to go like, oh my God, ay Dios mío, esto es lo último, que Dios padre, and all this. I, just, I can't. I just can't do that, you know? Try to raise your kids differently. So when I talk about alcoholism, alcoholism runs rampant in my paternal side of the family. It really, really does. I look at cousins. I look at uncles. I've had uncles pass away of alcoholism. And we think about um, it's, it's, it's substance. It's addiction, right? Um, things that I don't want to expose my child to. You know, we have parties every weekend. And you think about it, we reminisce, my cousins and I, we're like, oh, we miss those parties. We do. But we were also sneaking in and taking sips of beer at a really young age. <laughs> we were like, because that was common. We see all the drinking that was happening. We were sip, 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 sipping at an early age when we were curious. Um, and in how I'm raising my child, I'm, I'm not exposing my son to that because um, I have real conversations and he knows that my brother passed away of, uh, overdose. And I shared that with him because it's important for you to know what happened to him. 
um, and how we kind of break those curses moving forward, right? So talk about setting boundaries. If you have family members who cannot recognize that this is intergenerational trauma, then you have to set firm boundaries for yourself because you can't save everyone. You really just genuinely cannot save everyone. Set firm boundaries, take time, take space. Don't answer that phone call if you don't need to. You don't have to run 24-7 to save, 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 right? Also try to help if, you know, you have families that are in the position or want the help. Try to help them. Help them get the support. Help them see, like, this is a pattern. I had to, um, when we had gone to DR last year, February, when my grandmother had passed and we were talking about family members who suffer from mental illness and me putting the puzzle pieces together as a clinician, I'm just like, oh, you, 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 oh, okay, so these are the things that I have to watch out for. Having the conversation with my mom was interesting, but she was just like, oh, but that's because they, it's this person's dad. I was like, ma, no, because that person has this dad, but this person has another dad and they got separate mamas, but we still got the same gene from your mother. Therefore, it's not about that. You know, we got to stop making those excuses and recognize and say, it's okay. You know, the family has experienced something or these people have experienced intergenerational trauma that's been passed on to them. And so we got to work on it and it's okay to have those conversations. It's about helping acknowledge and recognize and teach people. Teaching is important, right? So our ancestors definitely have passed along good and bad, right? Good because, you know, you your cooking skills or whatever the skills you have, scientists, your ability, your brains, your thoughts, patterns, all that stuff. But then the bad ones is where you don't want to get stuck on, right? The trauma. You know, nobody want to get stuck there. So in speaking about this, I want us to open up our hearts, our minds, um, to look back and reflect on you, start with you, your generation, how you're raising your family, if you have a family, on your immediate family, your siblings, your parents or whatever, start having conversations, but start having conversations that are not accusatory. This is not for you to blame people and be like, because of your mother, everybody got a drinking problem. No, because it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper than that. And we have to be more understanding and loving when you are out there um, speaking with love things come out a little different now there are going to be family members who you can speak with love and they still still won't get it and that's okay that's when you go back to the boundaries so I am hoping that you guys can take a look back reflect think about your families think about your generations Think about your ancestors, pray for your ancestors, for that line, for that path, and that you open up your hearts to transform yourselves and to change the generational curses, if that's what you want to call it, or intergenerational trauma. Because like I said, it's epigenetic. It's not genetic. And we have the ability to stop that, to recognize it, and move forward. So always before I end with an episode, I love quotes. (laughs) So this is a great one that I found from Gemma B. Benton. It says, our ancestors knew that healing comes in cycles and circles. One generation carries the pain so that the next can live and heal. One cannot live without the other. 
Each is the other's hope, meaning, and strength. I hope you guys have a blessed one. Beauteous me. Thanks for listening to the Beauteous Me podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week. And send us your girl, what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at IamBeauteousMe.com. All entries remain anonymous. Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.